Good morning, good morning, and happy 4th of July. Happy, happy, I guess I was going to say anniversary. It is the anniversary of the birth of our country. It's the anniversary also of Dabizatsu Zendo, Great Zen Monastery up in the Catskills, where I trained for many years. It's the anniversary of a new day. This very day, this very moment, this very, 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 very blessing in time. That's a strange word to use, I guess, because there's so many different feelings going around about the day, about everything. But to me, every day is a blessed day, a gift, no matter what the circumstances are. (laughs) And that, of course, is what our podcast is about, Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life, or thinking of it in terms of Zen relationships, value-centered relationships. And how does this all connect with and relate to today, the anniversary, a day of remembrance? Ah, we pause. When there's an anniversary of anything, we'll pause a moment and remember. And that's not a bad thing. You know, we say stay in the present, the present moment, the present. And yes, of course, we focus our life. Our life can, exists in the present moment. But that also includes memories at times. We're remembering it in the present with our new perspective on life. And it's very interesting to be in the present and also remember things as they were. How, and to notice the evolution of life, the changes the the all the roads we've taken and what we've learned on these roads and how we have i like the word evolved i love that word because it implies that we are growing growing even if we end up at a patch of the road in a little painful spot we're still growing growing it's part of our evolution our inevitable inevitable growth, our inevitable development. So each moment is a new moment, yes, and it's also informed by our memories and by what happened and how we reacted to what happened. So all the moments actually come together and it's pretty clear to see that on the anniversary of something, a birthday, a country, dedication. And of course, when we dedicated the Monastery Daibazatsu on this day, it was a very incredible day because it was the outcome of years of work building the monastery, organizing it, planning it, planting, planting this practice in this country in a, in a traditional Japanese form. And now, of course, the practice has evolved again, and it, 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 it appears in many forms, and it appears in many places. And to me, that's very beautiful. Because to me, I love to see many forms, like many flowers in a garden. Everybody doesn't respond to the same thing. And, and when you have a lot of one thing, it's, it could be very joyful to also experience a different form. And, and so let's see how this applies to our focus in the podcast, which is relationships, which I love to explore because in a sense it's the very heartbeat, not only of of all the practices, but of our life.
<clears throat> including a relationship to ourselves, to our home, to our cushion, to our practices, to everything, our relationship. How are we, we relating to it? What does it mean to us? How are we holding it? People say, I want to be independent. This is an Independence Day. <clears throat> and also in relationships, we really want independence. Don't control me. Don't boss me around. And little children might say to their parents, you're not the boss of me. I heard that yesterday. You're not the boss of me. Little children know that. They want that autonomy. They want that voice. They want the opportunity to express who they are without losing the love of their family. That's a very subtle and important point. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we fear we will lose the love of someone who's dear to us if we, our, if we express what's real and true for ourselves. That's a very common phenomenon and very, very interesting and also very sad. How could that ever be love? A lot of my new program, The Value-Centered Relationships, the Unshakable Road to Love, that program that I'm developing, the book, the workshops, and the course, everything. It's really about, I think, unshakable love. And what is love? What is it really? What is independence? It doesn't mean flailing out and hating everyone else and saying, I count, you don't. I'm going to do it my way and disregard you. That's not true independence. Not at all. So many misunderstandings. That's not real freedom. Sometimes we think, well, I'm free if I can just do what I want and to heck with everyone else. There are many, many, many repercussions and consequences for that state of mind. And it, it's not free. It's bound by someone else. You're always bound, worrying what they're going to think, what they're going to do. That's not real freedom. And, and certainly love. It's not real love to think, well, if I oppose you or say something you don't like or I'm different from you, you're going to reject me. Children feel that all the time. Well, that's, that's not love. That's really more or less controlling a child or enforcing your will on them or making them into a clone of you conditioning. That does go on, of course, all the time, but let's not call that love. It's not love. And so one of the big things that we do in the program of the unshakable road to love is explore what love really is, what freedom, especially in a relationship, really is. It's a very interesting question because so many people are afraid to even get into a relationship for fear of being losing their freedom, lo having to conform to what someone else wants, losing their ability to say what they think, <clears throat> becoming really too vulnerable to someone else. It's a very, very common fear, and it comes, again, from not understanding that behaving in that way is not loving to the other person or loving to you. So in Zen, one of the things they said about the Zen road or the Buddhist way, it's the middle ground, the middle way. 
What does that mean? Does it mean it's full of compromise? Not at all. doesn't mean that. It means that it strides a path of really deep respect for all other life and all other people and experiences, definitely. Respecting them, very often harmonizing, listening deeply, understanding it, knowing it, but yet not succumbing to it. Interesting, interesting, interesting point. Not losing who you are as well. Room for room for both of you, for both sides of the road. Room for everyone's included. I love that. Every point of view is included and even welcomed and, and attended to and mostly respected. It's not either or. You know, we live our lives in a very either-or manner, black and white. This is good, this is bad. It's either you're the winner or I'm the loser. How can we both be winners in this situation? Now that, that is really a profound koan and really worth <laughs> exploring because then when we come to the deep understanding of how we can both be winners, then we have true independence. It doesn't neglect or override the life of another. It includes everything. Includes, integrates everything. That's what it means by being one. I love that so much. It's such an important, important destination on our road to unshakable love. Nothing is rejected, thrown away, excluded. It's integrated, listened to, respected, understood, included. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to have a relationship with every single person. You don't have to. But it does mean that when we're free, we're free to say yes, we're free to say no. But we are not caught and trapped in our own anger, hate, rage, rejection, upset, dismay. It's freedom from our inner pain, our inner anguish, our inner flailing out and rejecting life and rejecting others. Independence. What are we free from? We can't be, we're not free from life as long as we're breathing. As long as we're smiling, as long as we're drinking a glass of water to keep us alive, which we need water, as long as we need a friend and have a friend and are a friend, we're not free from life. We're free from our rejection and hatred of life. We're free from our need to dominate life. That also means dominating another person, whether it's a child or a lover, or a husband, a wife, a friend, whatever it is. Free from the need to dominate, to control, to possess. All of those activities are part of what I call counterfeit love. They may seem like love or counterfeit independence. You're not independent if you have to do that. You're not. You're dependent on the need to be better than someone, to be right and they're wrong, to be in charge and they're idiots. You're dependent on a lot. You're not free. And you're not independent. Freedom and independence go together. 
by independent, I think of the beautiful Zen koan, who is the one who walks alone? And people, are, that's a very interesting Zen koan. People say, oh, you mean the one who's rejected society? <coughs> the one who <coughs> doesn't conform? I'm <coughs> sorry. That must be what you mean. Um, walks alone. The hermit? I'm <coughs> sorry. The one who is antisocial? No, 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 no. That's not what it means. doesn't mean that. Because the really ripe Zen man or woman or whatever gender one wants to call oneself, whatever it is, it's fine. Whatever the really ripe human being, the really is one with all. When we say who walks alone, it means they don't, they're not pushed and pulled by all the different people's opinions, values, and also in the relationship. They don't have to agree to something that's not right for them. They don't have to, they're not forced to disagree because someone else agrees. They can walk their own path. They can be who they are step by step of the way. They can feel fulfilled. That doesn't mean they don't relate. They, of course, they, but, and when they do relate in relationships with others, it's with the utmost regard, tenderness, and respect for all of life. You know, when, when you don't feel trapped by something and compelled by it and frightened of it and controlled by it, then you can pause, take a deep breath, and really be with it. You can greet it. You can be interested in it and curious about it. You can find out who are you. You can be a real friend. You can be a friend, a real friend to someone else, not demanding that they be a mirror image of you or that they love you, but you can be a friend. You, you, can, you can welcome them into your life because you don't have to conform to their wishes. You can honor their wishes. You can respect them, but you never have to lose your own self. And that's what it means, independence or walking alone. You're centered in your truth. It's also called being on the way. The way is vast and wide. That is the way. Now, you know, these are very lovely words. They're wonderful words. They're interesting. They're, many of them are provocative, perhaps. Worth, we might want to think about it, but that's not the point of Zen practice. It's not just, I mean, that's definitely part of it. You can think about it, but the heart of this is to practice it, to live it, to become it. Thinking about it is a nice first step, maybe. You know, we go to a restaurant, we'll get a menu. We're hungry, we'll get a menu, and we'll see what's on the, what the rest, what food the restaurant has to serve. That menu will not fill you up. You have to buy the food, you have to eat it, taste it, digest it, see if it fits for you. And then <laughs> leave a nice tip for the waiter, say thank you, enjoy the company. The menu won't do it. The actual meal is what we're after here. That's a very well-known Zen analogy, but it's very relevant, very, very relevant when we bring forth these 
big ideas, because that's all they are. They're pointers. They're a way to differentiate a little of the confusion that we may live in. So here we are, and this is a moment of dedication, of anniversary, a time to just stop and take a look at our relationships. Mm. How are we in the relationship? What is our relationship actually dedicated to? Now that's a very big question and it's it's a whole it's a whole chapter in, in the book and I will begin to discuss it on the next podcast because what we're going to do is really more or less set a direction for practice. A direction on the road that we're, we're that we're walking, which doesn't mean this is a rigid pathway, not at all. Nothing that's rigid is real. Everything weaves and turns, and there's new little discoveries here and there. We're not going to impose our will on the journey we're taking, but we want to, as we start out on it, dedicate it on the anniversary. Let's dedicate it to being true to ourselves and of course as the very famous quote goes if you're true to yourself you cannot be false to anyone how beautiful let us dedicate it to being real to being honest to being true and whatever the relationship is it will be very profoundly meaningful and fun and worthwhile for all concerned so I wish you a very, very happy day today and with wonderful experiences. And thank you very, very much for listening. The, the URL for this is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And if you want to reach me, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. Thank you. Bye.